Good evening, Rabbi Isai. Continuing along here in the Cheshbon number 17, which we began last week, Vahashiva Osir. This was a Cheshbon when a person feels the urge, and he feels the desire to spend time just milling around, talking, chatting with other people, and particularly with a Chevras Kisileim, with foolish people, whose uh, manner of speech just go on from the mundane to worse, to negative talk, to things that uh, lead to falsehood, making up stories just to be popular, and it could lead to uh, false oaths, and therefore this is a cheshbon a person should make. Does he have to be there, or should he be there? And if he can, if it, would be, it would be best if he could keep to himself. He's giving a list of other things. We're up to the header. The header yiras liboy. And this also could be a lack of yiras shemayim, yira of Hashem, or of Hashem, fear of Hashem, miliboy from his heart. Beis his arva in at the time when he's gathering with other people. and he's talking with them. So this could be understood two ways. First of all. Just the mere fact that he would go and join this group, knowing that they could be speaking words of deceit, words of falsehood, of gaiva, of leitzanis, making fun of good people. And it's almost inevitable. When you're just sitting around and talking, if you don't have a person who's going to steer the conversation, to only talk properly and make sure if it ever starts tipping over to talking negatively, they they uh, make sure to put it back on track to be in a positive way. So then it's almost inevitable there's going to be dvorim asrum, the things, things that are forbidden to talk about at, uh, at worst and at best, just killing the time. So here he's saying the, the mere fact that a person would join this group of people who are not talking about anything worthwhile these ksilim, these fools, that itself is a lack of yiras Hashem. That itself, that he would join these people, that itself is a lack of fear of Hashem. In addition, it could be at the time when he's there, he himself loses that awe, that yoke of heaven. He loses himself. As he can explain, because a person wants to find favor in people's eyes, he wants to be popular, he wants to be well-liked, and therefore whatever they're talking about, he's going to join in. And more so, it becomes very difficult to protest, to say, hey, we shouldn't be talking about this. Hey, fellas, is this permissible to talk about? People find it very difficult to stand up for what's right, and especially if this is someone who's a uh, forceful person, who is an aggressive person, who may say something back to him, so then people are usually afraid of that. They don't want that confrontation. So there could be a lack of years of likim b'libay basis. However many other mizichos, when he speaks with them, in miratzel also in Chavos of Avos says, I want to point out this is not only a from issue. This is not only something that's uh, from a a a, a, a vantage point that you're losing your shemayim. You're talking words that are forbidden. It says it's for your own good. He says, when you deal with foolish people, we deal with people who are not 
Tyridika people. So you have to be careful. You better you better wash your pockets. In other words, they're going to try to find a way of nabbing something from you. People are in it for themselves. They want to see, they're going to talk to you, says, oh, really? That's interesting. This guy said he found a good deal over here. They're going to go try to get it before you. So you, he says, you better watch out of me and I'll tell him as a cousin. That's even, you better be careful of how much you have to protect yourself and your own money. The Dabram Boy, when you talk about them. And it could leave more than that, if you try to flatter them because you're trying to find favor in their eyes. And you're trying to get a good name, as we said, because people like to, to be well liked. There's a famous Rambam in Hilchas Deus. The Rambam tells us, That's the way of people. This is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu wired us. Derech briyos seishaladam liyas nimshach that he'll be drawn after chaveira v'royav v'anshe medinosay. That's the way it is. That's the, just the fact that people are drawn after people who he's associated with. People are his friends. And to the point where really if a person uh, has no one good to hang out with, the Rambam says he has to go to a midbar. It's a famous a famous little uh, line that when the Satmar Rebbe, Rabbi Yael Teilbam, came to Eretz Yisrael, he met with the Chazidish and he says, I don't understand you. At that time, there were not uh, hundreds of yeshivas and kailam across Eretz Yisrael. There wasn't like the, the popularity that you have in the, in the Haredi world. He see, he has the Chazidish. The Rambam says, if, if you can be associated with these types of people, you have to go to a midbar, you have to go to a desert. I don't see you and other people like you running away to the desert. So famously, the Chazanish said, the yeshiva is the desert. In other words, you can be Mekayim the Rambam by immersing yourself in a yeshiva and a base medrash. There you're away from everything else. You're like locked in a midbar. The Briskarov taking after his father, Abchayim Soloveitchik, was known that at different times he would close the door, close the lights, close the, sh- the, the shutters, and he would just sit in the dark. And a person comes in, what's going on? Electricity went out? He says, oh, shh, shh, shh. He wants to be Mekayim the Rambam. You have to be in a midbar. That was his, his interpretation. Midbar means be, be isolated totally from everybody else in society, and even though it's only for momentary, it's still a keem of that. That's what he held. But the Rambam said that's that's the way it works. It's interesting. I remember my Rebbe the Mashkiel Zogzun said he'd ask. We have this week's parsha. Vayishlach Malochim, Vayishlach Yakim Malochim Aleisav. He sends messengers and he says, "Im Lovan Garti, I have lived with Lovan. He was with Lovan for uh, twenty years." So Rashi says, "Im Lovan Garti." Garti is the same numerical value as Garti. I live with the Lavan. But I didn't learn from his evil ways. So he asked the Kasha, the Mashkiah, what do you mean? The Rambam says, if you live with a person, you're going to be Nimshachachrov. The Rambam says that is the reality. That's the Mitzvah. You're going to be drawn after those evil ways. How could Yaakov have said with such conviction, I didn't learn from him? So he says, it must be that Yaakov never considered love and a friend. It's the derech of people that they are drawn after, their friends, their associates, the people in their Medina. That's if you feel that you have some connection to them. 
Yaakov Avinu, from the time when he left his father's house, never lost mind and sight of his father's house. He was always back with his friends in Yeshiva's Aver, which he spent 14 years before traveling on. So in his mind, he was never, he never actually lived. He says, in Lovan Garti, physically I lived with Lovan. But my mind was totally elsewhere, and I never considered, I never associated him with that in that way. And, and it's an interesting Kiddush, that that is another way to be protected from the influences of other people. But since that's the case, says the fact of the matter is, people want to find favor in their eyes. It's an interesting phenomenon. People somehow are enamored by people who know a lot of information. And when you have somebody who knows facts and figures, uh, you know, or or historical events, or uh, how certain things work, or just know something about whatever it may be politics, or and they start talking to him, man, they sound so smart. They're like, wow, they know all of this stuff. And the truth is, I mean, some people have an interest in that, you know. But people somehow are very uh, impressed and enamored by people who has, who who uh, seem to express the the knowledge of certain ideas. Now, if it, if it's uh, if it's worthwhile to things to know about, you know, about medicine, how the body works, so they can be helpful, they can assist you, or help you in a, in a legal issue because they know how that works. Then do it. It's worthwhile, but just. Just sort of random facts and figures, you know. Like people are very good at the uh, the crossword puzzles, especially the New York Times Sunday morning crossword puzzle. That's supposed to be like the hardest one of the week, yeah. So because they just know a huge amount of unimportant information, but when you're sitting with those people, so you want to feel you know. So he says things that you know, you'll start. Oh yeah, sure, I know about that. And then even Mashania day, you start making it up. Even if you don't really know about it, you'll start making it up. That's just the way it is. Says Chavis included in this downfall, the pitfalls of being associated with groups who are not talking about good things. So then you find yourself in a very interesting predicament. You're in a quandary. You have to do one of two things. Fight or flight. What does that mean? When you are amongst people who are doing things that are forbidden, the Torah tells us very clearly in Parashat Kedoshim that we have an obligation. You must rebuke. You must reprove people who are doing wrong. That's the obligation of every Yid. Another Yid is doing something. He's ruining it for all of us. Like the Medrash gives the marshal, people traveling on a boat. There's one guy at the boat, he's at the bottom, and he's drilling a hole in the bottom. So he said, hey, buddy, what are you doing over there? He said, hey, this is just in my area, don't worry about it. <laughs> your area. You make a hole in your area, we all go down. That's the way it is. One Yid who doesn't, Avera, is, is, is doing Avera, is talking about forbidden things. Everybody goes down. And even if it wasn't the case, we're commanded to reprove him. And here we have, we have to command them to only do good. We have to warn them against doing wrong. 
Ashatsivonu Abeire when he says Echeatariach. We have three choices when it comes to other people that are doing wrong. We have three choices. Number one, physically, we have to put a stop to them. Where do we find such an example? Pinchas knew in Zimri and Cosby, they went into the tent to commit a terrible crime. The Allah is, you have to go physically stop them. Even if it means to kill them. The Hashani. Secondly, if you can't have action against them, they're not doing something that you can just physically stop them, but you have to say, you're not allowed to talk about this. You're not allowed to do that. You have to say it, say it out of the right. Moshe sees one person, Dustin and Aviram, hitting each other. So he raised his voice. He said, What are you hitting your friend? The third is we have to do it at least inside our own hearts. I despise this group of evildoers. And I won't sit with wicked people. So there's one of three things that have to be done. So If he can actually physically stop them, He's going to be considered that he is delinquent in this. He is coming up short in his Zacharias. Vim yik shalav limchayz biyaday, but let's say he can't. I don't know, I'm going to start getting to a, who knows what the guy will do to me. I can't physically stop him. Yim chibidvarim, you have to protest, you have to say, and excuse me, this, is, this cannot be done. Vim any yoko limchayz biyadayim, let's say you cannot protest. Chayiv lazazayz beliboy then at least in your own heart, you have to say, this is wrong. I don't want to be associated with these people. You have to, if there are people who are ignorant, people who don't know, and you have to stop them one way or another. And we'll see an interesting tie-in to this week's Parsha. We'll see that in Mitzvah Shem tomorrow night. Agutenacht.